On today's edition of the Locked On Eagles podcast, we preview Eagles-Giants on Christmas Day. Can the Eagles get a win after a dramatic week? Plus, are they going to get some much-needed help back in the secondary in the form of Avante Maddox? LOE three-player props for Eagles-Giants. All that and more coming your way on a Friday edition of Locked On Eagles. You are Locked On Eagles, your daily Philadelphia Eagles podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This episode of the Locked On Eagles podcast is brought to you by Prize Picks, the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL and use the code in all lowercase locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. We thank you so much for making Locked On Eagles your first listen each and every day right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm Louis DiBiase, joined as always by Gino Camilleri, Eagles Giants on Monday, Christmas Day. The Eagles playing on the holidays and, uh, Last time, Gino, was it the last time they played on Christmas? Was it Eagles Raiders 2017? The Eagles have not won a Super Bowl in a year that they haven't played on right. Christmas Day, right? Or however I have a I confession that, but yes. for that game. You and, didn't watch uh, it. That is the only game since, in my like coherent life as an Eagles fan, so I'll say, I don't know, 15 plus years old. That is the only game I don't think I have ever watched in full. And it <laughs> you was, didn't miss anything. It was terrible. And it, it was, was one of the worst. Games it was ever. shameful of me. I, I skipped the game. It was a much needed one. They of course clinched the one seed that game, and it was a couple weeks removed from the Carson Wentz injury. They just looked dead in the water to me. It was Christmas Day. I'm like, I'm gonna enjoy the family, and I have a confession. I, I skipped that game, and I don't think I've ever again went back and watched it. Don't. It's not yeah. worth your time. <laughs> It felt like a preseason. It honestly felt like that Browns preseason game this year where you and I are like, we have to talk about a three and a half hour tie. Like this yeah. is insane. And that's what it felt like. But there were bigger stakes at large there. And there are bigger stakes at large this month. It's kind of the same stakes, right, Gino? And unlike mm-hmm. that game where it was just get a win at all costs, right? To get home field advantage, to get that one seed. Although right. you, you need a win badly right now to stop the bleeding both inside the locker room and actually based on the standings, because if you want to win the division and have a shot at the top two seeds in this conference, you got to get a win. But unlike last week's tone, which me and you both said on that Friday edition, it's like, just get a win, right? Yep. Get a win against Seattle. This time, I don't think so, man. If they win like they did against the Raiders in 2017, or if they would have won last week against Seattle in the fashion they did where they just barely get by this Giants team, I don't think that's good enough. I, th- I think they need a statement on Monday. I think they need a statement the next couple weeks here. And I agree. I'm not saying they have to just blow all of these teams out, but I think they have to play really good fundamental football. I yes. want to see mistake-free football. I want to see your quarterback processing the field well. I want to see the run game looking like poetry in motion. I want to see your defensive line overtaking an offensive line that is pretty banged up. And I want to see a secondary that might get a little bit of help this week go against, I would say, Darren Waller and then a bunch of other guys. There's not many players to worry about on the Giants outside of, I would say, Saquon Barkley. You got to worry about Darren Waller. Yeah. One of their wide receivers, Jalen Hyatt, he does have that speed element. I don't know if anybody could run with him. But outside of that, it's their defensive players and Kayvon Thibodeau, Dexter Lawrence. But the Eagles are a better team. By far, they are a better team. I think we have to look back to what they did against the Giants last year and say, that's exactly what they should do. 
the games where they just knocked him out of the water. It's not even close. You're not even going against Daniel Jones, who at times has presented threats as a running quarterback. You're going against Tommy DeVito, Tommy Cutlets. For the culture, it's great for I was us say, Pythons here. If me and you were doing Locked On Giants and it was Tommy DeVito, it would be very fitting. Oh, we'd, but, sell, we'd be selling the emoji with right? the, I mean, the Italian hand on there for sure. He needs to be but, an Eagles backup at some point in his career. Just get one Paisan on the team. I yeah. would take that. <laughs> yeah. But all in all, it, it should be Jalen Hurts severely outperforms. Yeah, Tommy it can't be like last right? year at the end of the season, right, where you just barely beat the third-string quarterback. I can't even remember the guy's name. Or even last or week Davis where Webb. you lose to Drew Locke. Like, right. that's inexcusable as well, and you lost to Zach Wilson. Two of the games that you have lost are to backup quarterbacks. Yeah, That's not good, and you had your starter both times. You've had your starter in all four losses. Was he 100% healthy last time? That's to be determined. But at the same time, he made some mistakes in that game. It's time to buck up, play mistake-free football. I think guys on the offensive line like Jason Kelsey taking care of not taking penalties on the defensive side of the ball. I think limiting the explosive plays and on offense, get back to being that high-flying offense that we know you can get to. Or... Are we just trying to find something on offense that hasn't yeah. been there? And there have been a lot of articles that have come out. I think Benjamin selected an excellent breakdown for the ringer. He put out basically an article saying that the Eagles, and I think you and I have said this, they don't really have a scheme. It's just these guys have to win their man-on-man matchup with basic spread RPO style systems. There's two options. And, and if they don't perform, yeah. things go awry. So either it's just going to be that the rest of the season, or you have to see some sort of offensive overhaul over these next couple weeks where you're adding in wrinkles that we haven't seen in the past to hopefully add a spark. Because as we say on this show, you can't keep doing it. If it's just not working, you have to try something different. At least last week with Matt Patricia, they tried something different. Offense, I would like to see that spark again, Luke. You have to score maybe – 14.3 points three times over this game for me to say, okay, you have a chance going into the playoffs, right? right? Like your offense has to get back to being efficient more than anything. I agree. And I think of course that could come in the form. Like we want them to be dominant this week. Hopefully that means explosive plays, right? 10 plus yard runs, 20 plus yard pass plays Mm -hmm. deep down the field, to AJ Brown, Devontae Smith, Dallas Goddard. Again, you want to be dominant, and when this Eagles team is dominant, they do it by attacking with explosive plays. They want to attack deep down the field. Mm-hmm. But when you heard the tone of you know Brian Johnson's press conference today, Jason Kelsey's press conference this week, Jalen Hurts talking to the media, like how you get this offense back on track, they all really highlighted explosive plays a lot. Like they kept saying they want to get back to being that team, and of course, I totally agree. Like you, you need to be that offense to win a Super Bowl, but. I don't like that they're putting so much emphasis on explosive plays, Gino, because it feels like they're just going to keep gunning for it. And I think that's part of the problem right now with why you're not getting explosive plays is you're forcing the issue over and over again. I saw this tweet from our good friend over at CBS, Jeff Kerr. Jalen Hurts on passes that traveled 25-plus air yards the last three games. He's 1-for-11 for 30 yards, zero touchdowns, and two interceptions. Like, Yes, explosive plays, you need them back, but the way to get them back, Gino, is to keep an, a defense honest and to make sure they respect the run game, to make sure they respect your quick passing game. You've been begging them to pass the football over the middle of the field the last few weeks. So I just, I don't know, the comments, like, I agree with them, but I hope it's not hinting at they're just going to keep taking shots over and over because defenses are expecting that, and it's why it's not working. 
Well, part of that article that Benjamin Solak wrote was you either have to buy in on one thing or another. And is it going to be we're just going to try to continue to pump shots downfield as the only way that we create explosives? Or are we going to be a team that can pitch and catch, play simple yeah. mesh football over the middle, and explosive plays can come from that, Luke. I was going to say, you have two run-after-the-catch monsters in A.J. Brown and Dell Scottard. An explosive play from A.J. Brown can come on him lining up in the slot, where he's exceptional, but he takes very limited amount of snaps in that area. Yeah. On an inside slant where he just sells the outside route, gets inside, boom, the middle of the field's the open with two game. high safeties. There yeah. you go. You're off to the races. It's It doesn't have to be go downfield, run a nine, run right. a deep sail, run a deep comeback, and we have to pick it all up now. Exactly. It can be simple pitch and catch. Let's get it out to DeAndre Swift on it a could simple be a option route, route. God forbid. I mean, oh, dude, how great would it be? to see DeAndre Swift and how explosive and how great he uses leverage. Remember in the Chip Kelly era where it was, we got Darren Sproles, their linebacker is not a great player. Darren Sproles is going to run an option route on him. If yeah. he has inside leverage, we're going to run out. If he has outside leverage, we're going to run in. Why can't they do that with DeAndre? That's easy, basic football that will help everybody involved. And you could still create yards after the catch where they're really good. They have a lot of guys that excel in yeah. the open field. Play to that benefit and make it easy. You don't have to pump these balls down the field like it's week one with Carson Wentz against Washington and you want to get Deshaun Jackson involved. You don't have a Deshaun Jackson element right now. Mm -hmm. You have two very good route running wide receivers that know how to separate, but you're not doing a good job creating separate, separation for them by scheming them open. And at the same time, Jalen Hurts is having to complete balls into crazy tight windows. Let's just make it a little bit easier and give these guys a yeah. little bit of a free pass. And dude, it's awesome. I said, I was talking to one of my buddies. I'm like, isn't it great when let's say you're taking the bills, for example, Stefan Diggs, like he goes and he just puts a guy in just in a spin route, running routes like in and out and he doesn't have any motion. And isn't it even cooler when that guy's just wide open and he makes 17 dudes miss in the open field. And this guy takes it to the house and they shouldn't always the have to do it on the stadiums own. going crazy. They shouldn't yeah. have to do it on and their again, own. It's not fair. I get it. Like, yes, the 2022 Eagles made a Super Bowl off those explosive plays. Like it was the bread and butter. But it's not 2022. That. But it's, it's not 2022. Defenses are expecting you to do mm -hmm. that. They're expecting those two options that you're looking for, and you need to be more patient this time around. It reminds me a lot of the Chiefs a couple years ago when they had that month and a half where they just did not look right after that first Super Bowl when they had. I think it was the 2020 season um, after their their first title against San Francisco and. Mahomes, you could tell at the time, was forcing the issue. They wanted the explosive mm -hmm. plays, and they weren't getting them, and they were creating a lot of turnovers for defenses. And then they finally just got back to, fine, right now we got to kill you, death by a thousand paper cuts. And that's and then, what it might be. And that's what you mentioned the Buffalo yeah. Bills. like They're the hottest offense in football right now in the entire NFL. And why? They were forcing the issue a lot this year, and lately the run game has gotten going, the quick game, pre-snap motion, play action from Joe Brady and Josh Allen – and suddenly the deep shots are there. The Eagles need to use that for their blueprint. If teams are expecting deep shots and you give them no looks underneath right, and you have it. motions that aren't even sending guys into routes into exactly. the open field, they're quite literally motioning and stopping across the formation, teams aren't going to respect that. They're going to know, oh, we watch the tape. We already know what's coming. It's the RPO. If our conflict player stays out of conflict and we have the numbers, you're going to beat this offense. Yeah. Nine times out of 10, which has happened the last three weeks. 
I agree. Let's hope the Eagles look dominant this Monday. The deep ball does come back. The run game, the quick passing game, no excuses against the New York Giants on Christmas Day. We got some good news coming up for you right here on the Lockdown Eagles podcast for the secondary. Surprise, surprise. It has not been positive when we talk about the Eagles secondary this year, but it will be coming up next. Speaking of something good, we have a message from our friends over at DoorDash, literally used DoorDash last night, had some excellent sushi. And our first time listeners, our everydayers, if you haven't used DoorDash yet, you can now. And you can get up to 50% off, up to a $10 value when you spend $15 or more on your first order. All you do, you download the DoorDash app, you enter the code LOCKED23. It's so easy to spend more than $15 on food in today's day and age. So why not get 50% off up to a $10 value on whatever you like? If it's a cheesesteak from De Rossi's, a pizza from Santucci's. If I was still on the East Coast, I would use DoorDash to get my my groceries from Wegmans, rather. And you can use it to get your favorite food as well. It's the holiday season. You need something last minute. Maybe you forgot to order food. All in all, DoorDash will help you out. Once again, Go to DoorDash, download download that app, use the code LOCK23, and get your favorite food 50% off up to a $10 value when you spend $15 or more on your first order. We thank you so much for making Lockdown Eagles your first listen each and every day. Guys, exciting news. Lockdown has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Lockdown Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Lockdown, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Lockdown Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. Eagles, Giants on Monday. The Eagles trying to get their 11th win of the year get back to first place in the NFC East. If they do win out and Dallas wins out, the tiebreaker would be strength of victory, which the Eagles do have. So their destiny is still in their hands. They have the easiest remaining schedule with the Giants twice and the Arizona Cardinals, but they have to stop the bleeding. You know, we talked about Geno a struggling offense. It needs to be more dominant, needs to be more patient on Monday. But for the defense, the issue more is personnel. We've been saying that Mm -hmm. all year, especially in the secondary. And that really started week three after an injury to slot corner Avante Maddox, who had that torn pack, didn't think he was going to come back this year. Well, he was activated to that 21-day practice window this week. He was on the field at Novacare. They might be getting him back sooner rather than later. It looks like almost a guarantee, I could say, that he'll be back for the playoffs. And, Gino, that is massive to get him back because, again, you've had some bright moments this year from Eli Ricks, and there's been some okay moments from Bradley Roby, but to get an elite player back in the defensive backfield regardless of position – They need that desperately. So getting Maddox back will be huge. Well, the problem really started when Zach McPherson went down, rather, and they never found a replacement to back up Avante Maddox, which was kind of puzzling. His history, right? I mean, quite literally has not played a full season in his entirety as an Eagle. So you would figure that at some point he would be getting injured. But at the same time, he instantly comes back. And with Darius Slay having a knee injury, is the best cornerback that you are going to be able to field come Sunday and come the Sunday after that and come the Sunday after that because the way that James Bradbury is playing, he's not that guy right now. You're getting good play out of Keely Ringo, who I thought had a pretty good game after bouncing back from Dallas. Eli Ricks is starting to figure it out in the slot a little Mm -hmm. bit. I think you go young, man. Like Just continue to play the young boys. Like Bradley Roby Roby should not be be getting snaps simply because he's not going to be on the roster. You evaluate what you got in Keeley. You evaluate what you got 
right now in Eli Ricks. And I think that's the plan moving forward because those two guys have produced. They're young, they're athletic, and they're able to keep up with the pace and the speed needed at that position. Why was James Bradbury picked on on that last drive? Guy's slow, slow, man. Yeah, he's, he's slow. slow. <laughs> he's slow. And Avante Maddox, as many times as he has been injured, he's really never lost that explosive element of his game. And heck, man, could they use his tackling ability outside? He's easily the best perimeter tackler that you have as a cornerback, bar none. He might be our short king, but the kid comes downhill really quick. And I'm hyping him up, man, because they haven't had this element that really can defend two-way goes out of the slot exceptionally well like Avante has. And we were talking about this being a top unit and him being a top five guy at that respective nickel quarterback position. Slot corner heading into the year. Without a doubt. And not having a backup on Zach McDowell definitely hurt them because if you think about last year, you're like, oh, we have Chauncey who we could also bump down if need be. They never had that. And we always talk about how big it is, the difference between the great safety seasons and the bad safety seasons and linebackers. Talk about nickel corner as well, Lou. I mean, they've had some years where they've had some really exceptional guys where even the backups like Craven LeBlanc or Nickel Roby Coleman come in and those guys are playing well. Patrick Robinson, boom. And you didn't have that replacement. And you see how big and how teams utilize that slot area so much outside of the Eagles. I mean, they just don't put their star receivers there. But but everybody else does. Everybody else does, yeah. Even yes, last night you're seeing Chris Olave inside, mm-hmm. I mean, Nakua and Cup for the Rams always playing in there. Tyree Kill, C.D. Lamb, I mean Justin Jefferson. The list goes on. So it's a it, yeah, it's not what it used to be, Gino. Where like obviously boundary corners, I would still say are more important, but you need good slot corners. And Absolutely. again, Eli Ricks has had some bright spots this year, but I think that's too big of a drop off compared to what they had last year. Like you said with Chauncey Gardner Johnson going down from Maddox to CGJ is not really that crazy, but when you haven't had that replacement this year and you don't have Slay and Bradbury making up for it on the outside Mm -hmm. when they're already struggling out there in the inside now has an undrafted rookie that has never played this position before in there. Like that's just too much to ask for a kid, even though he's acclimating and getting better and better as the weeks go on. But again, for a Super Bowl team, you need more than that at such yeah. an important position. So if you get Maddox back, Darius Slay comes back from that ankle surgery. Suddenly, Gino, with Kevin Byard and Reed Blankenship playing solid at safety, I don't know. Do you, at that point, when you're a little more comfortable with everything else solidified in the defensive backfield, do you consider benching Bradbury for Ringo or Ricks? Because it was one game, and Ooh. I'm not going to be the guy. I hate some of these tweets. Just the, is the future Eli Ricks and Keely Ringo on the outside? Like, let's stop putting the carriage before the horse. Like, give mm. these kids a chance. We did but that I, a couple years ago with the quiz walk. We did. Uh, we definitely did. Devontae you can get excited about Mack young players. Yeah, absolutely. I, I'm not going to crown anybody anymore like I used to. But mm. for now, though, with the way they played against Seattle and just, again, the speed element that you talked about, I kind of like Ricks and Ringo as that boundary guy. Yep. If Slay and Maddox are back. I don't know. I just, Bradbury looks, he looks cooked. I just, I don't, my trust in him is, is out the door. I say always like play the youth. Like that's always yeah. been my thing. Like being a Yankee fan, it drives me insane. It took him forever to see all of these teams like the Orioles and Tampa developing a, a young core and they're right. better. They're, fa- they're faster. It, they're... Right. If, if they're in over their head and you're no, a contender, absolutely. but there's no way Ringo is that much of a downgrade over who Bradbury is right now. No way. No, I saw a retired Eagles beat reporter, Les Bowen, who still acts as if he's an actual beat reporter. Um, try and get on Sidney Brown because he missed some tackle. Like, did you not see the tackles that he did make and the range that he has? Like, what? why are we harping on these kids who are showing flat? They're, 
no, he was I a third round pick for three. a reason. And I yeah. and Keeley fell to the fourth round for a reason. But to see what they did, and Eli Rex was a UDFA. I mean, right. People will get on Howie for not finding replacements at some places, but dude, his ability to get guys on the back end of rosters. Oh, it's one of his best strengths. Yeah, that's absolutely. arguably his best trait. And I will say why I'm even more excited about Ringo Gino is like, yeah, he's a fourth round pick. I'm not going to say he's the future CB one yet, but this wasn't a guy that was expected to be a, a day three selection. I remember most mock right. draft having him go in round one or two. This is a guy that ran a four, three in the combine. He played at Georgia. He's got the length. He has the lateral quickness. I mean, this it is a legitimate player. Ability, with, yeah. And he was the best tackler for right. you last week. I'm not saying he is CB one, but he does have CB one or CB two upside. I, I agree with that for sure. It's got the looks and the vibe, bro. You gave me he that. Does have the the vibe. Sante Samuel dreadlock look. I gotta be careful with that Sidney Jones had that look oh, too. So <laughs> I know, I know, you're right. We did have that for a little. You gotta be relaxed with, with the. Yeah. I'm a big aesthetic guy. I can't get it ahead is. of that a little bit too much. No, I'm with you. Yeah, like you had Kerry Williams and Bradley Fletcher with just yeah. absolutely yeah. zero swag out there. Zero no, I, I'm with you, Lou. I I think the youth movement is is something that should continue it's in necessary. Philadelphia. It, it has to. And James Bradbury, there is one glimmer of hope. June first cut only four and a half million dollars on the dead cap. So these yeah, might I can't be believe the we're last. Talking about that, but it's the reality. But Lou, I, I was talking to Patricia on our crossover, and I'm like, Patricia, he's playing like he did the last couple of years in the Giants. Why they wanted to get rid of him? Yep. Because when he had to be the number one guy, Lou, that's where he got smoked. It's a good point. <laughs> that's where he got smoked. And yeah. when Darius isn't in there, when Slay isn't in there, it's starting to be like that again, man. He's it's not getting faster. Corners don't usually get faster as they age, so. We'll see. I mean, they got to figure out something, and I think the reinforcements are going to force their hand to try something different. I think it gives them more flexibility, right? Because right now they might not feel comfortable because Bradbury has that experience. Without Slay, it's like, are we going to go with a Ricks, Ringo, and Roby corner trio? It also opens up, they were playing more dime. Do we get more three safety looks out there, or do you put more corners on the field? And with Patricia... With Matt Patricia as the defensive coordinator, somebody that likes his corners to play more aggressive, closer to line of scrimmage. You saw that actually last week. I think that translates better for Ringo and Ricks than it does Bradbury. Oh, well, 100%. Because if you miss that jam, he doesn't have he's that doesn't have the ability to turn and run. Like, he's not great speed turning. He's not great getting in and out of his no. breaks. But Keeley, like, you saw it, man. There's times when he doesn't win guy. at the line of scrimmage and he could keep up with them. He could stay in phase. He could keep downfield and if that tackling ability looks like it did last week dude he he looked like somebody who was so inept in tackling the week before that and he turned around and he was your best tackler outside by a margin in the preseason it was really bad Ringo tackling too so if he can tackle like that yeah I I think this team could start to trust him more and maybe it would be bold but they just fire their defensive coordinator a week ago. So right. I think they need to take all swings. And yeah, if Maddox and Slay come back, I think it's something they should definitely consider. It's time for you to consider some player props for Eagles, Giants, LOE3 coming your way right here on the Lockdown Eagles podcast. Today's episode of the Lockdown Eagles podcast is brought to you by Prize Picks. We've been winning up to 25 times our money all football season long. You should too. All you got to do on prize picks is select two or more players, pick more or less than their projected stats, and place your entry. And this is awesome too with the basketball season here. I'm a diehard basketball fan. You can now pick combo projections across football and basketball from the Specials League. It's a league created specifically for combo projections that includes two or more players from different sports or leagues. For example, I'm a big LeBron James guy. You could take LeBron James and let's say Devontae Smith at a 10.5 combo of three points made and receptions. 
changing the game. Want to play alongside some of PrizePix's favorite players, like rapper Meek Mill, love him in Philadelphia, comedian Andrew Schultz. You can now find community plays under the promos tab of the app to view entries from some of the biggest names in the PrizePix community each and every week. PrizePix even offers, again, they continue to change the game of daily fantasy sports. They have a reboot policy so that your entries stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. So for football and basketball seasons, if you have a player who exits the game in the first half and does not return in the second, that player is rebooted. PrizePix is the only daily fantasy sports platform with an injury insurance policy. Head over to prizepix.com slash lockdown. Make sure to use our promo code LOCKDOWNNFL for a first deposit match up to $100. Once again, that's prizepix.com slash NFL. Use that code LOCKDOWNNFL for a first deposit match up to $100. All right, Eagles fans, we're wrapping up this Friday edition of Locked on Eagles the way we always do with LOE3, which is presented by FanDuel, three player props each that Gino and I are riding for Eagles Giants. And Gino, again, the Eagles offense, they've been sputtering over the last few weeks, but I feel like we've been doing a little bit better with our bets. Dude, I'm on three in the last two weeks. Okay, I'm on six. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I, I literally was coming home and saying, I'm just going to let my dogs. But like, I might set, put out like 12 puppy picks of Christmas or something ridiculous to try and make <laughs> up for it and just have my dogs guess it. But you've been hot, man. You've been rolling. Um, it definitely good. comes at the expense of the Eagles offense being absolutely horrendous this time of year. But this is one of those games where I think you really hammer these props, man. You you get yeah. out the, that fan duel app and you say, oh, that looks intriguing with that matchup. I like that matchup. I like yeah. Goddard against their linebackers. I like their corners against A.J. Brown. I like all those matchups this week. Unfortunately, we said this last week, but I'm going to say it again. If this is not the get-right game for the offense, I don't know what's going to be. There's no excuses anymore. They should put up points against the Giants. So let's see what we're riding with here through FanDuel. We both have an A.J. Brown bet to start things off. I have an anytime touchdown at plus 105. You have A.J. Brown 25-plus receiving yards in each half, which I really like. And Look, A.J. Brown, he's been struggling. He's not really scoring touchdowns. He's not getting a lot of yardage. I think defenses, after that historic run for two months that he went on, they are making sure they stop him, right? And they mm. know that a lot of these Eagles plays that are, you know, each play is it feels like one or two reads. That first read, most of the time, is A.J. Brown dictating what he does, and they're trying to take that away. So I think that's a direct correlation to Devontae Smith's increased stats and sometimes the passing struggles. But – Eventually, you do have to kind of do like what the Dallas Cowboys have done with C.D. Lamb, and it's just force-feed your weapons the football. And I think they a simple way to get this offense back on track is just to give 11 a chance. Just run, you could have them run a slant out of the slot every single yes. time, and you're probably going to win ways. 50% of those right. battles, honestly. Or even have them lined up outside, motion him into the slot, and give him a free release on yeah, a crosser. Know, like they're across the too field. simplistic with the way they're using him and Devontae right now. As in they quite literally are like run like three run routes and outside of that. Yep, yeah, their right. tree is very, limited. very it, limited. It's not a high capacity offense in terms of what you have to know. I mean, look at look at any route tree that these guys are running. It's yeah. it's dagger where you're and running help clearly, and up you know, and out. Like, defenses are trying to stop A.J. Brown, so he needs you need to help scheme him open. Not saying he can't get open on his own, but they are focusing in on him. So you need pre-snap motion. You need different routes. You have to try something, and we have said that just getting them the ball in space, man. Like, when is it just going to be A.J. Brown takes one like his Tennessee days? That's all he did in Tennessee. Dude, that's all he quite literally did. They never gave him deep shots No, you gave him the ball in space and said, this guy who is built like a freaking linebacker, 
Right. Go make one of these cornerbacks tackle you. Not one corner is built as big as this guy. No. If a safety wants to come downhill, yeah. But can he keep up with them at, side to side? Can he keep up with them in the long speed? No. Get back to that. Just feed him the ball. Merry Christmas, A.J. Brown. Especially yeah. if Devontae doesn't play because he was out of practice today. That's also why. And you couldn't down. do any of these player props on Devontae. So I think Vegas knows that he's not going to be there on Monday. Right. And it's not like Julio Jones and Quez Watkins are helping out or OZ. So OZ a- better get more snaps than Quez. I agree. They they need AJ Brown this week. I think the numbers are going to be there. So do you. Let's keep going here with Jalen Hurts bets. I have the over on one and a half passing touchdowns. You have the over on 250 passing yards. He's feeling a lot better this week. This is a good matchup. Jalen Hurts needs to get back to the MVP looking player that he was a month ago. Um, and so I'm just going to put my money where my mouth is. And so are you. Yeah, I'm going to ride that Jalen Hurts is going to get back on track against a secondary so. that is going to present him looks that they're going to be able to win. They're going to be able to win those man-on-man matchups, and I think areas where they have failed to win the last couple weeks against some better defenses are going to open up this week, and I think a lot of it is with the arm of Jalen Hurts. And like you said, I think the middle of the field is going to present a lot of opportunities if they continue to target those areas, that is. But if not, I mean, you could see another performance where Jalen is under 200 yards, but I like to think that he could get back to where he was in the middle of the season, especially when the schedule wasn't as difficult as it was the last five weeks or so. And even if Devontae doesn't play, you're going to have to find a way to concoct some yards in the air. Because on the ground, Lou, Cam Juergens, is he going to play? Landon Dickerson's already out. Yeah, Dickerson's out. It's going to be Suo Pets at left guard. Jurgens did practice today, though. So okay, that's good so news. Fully participant. You're still having so. a rotation on the offensive line, though. So there still yeah. is not that continuity element. Just continue to let Jalen go through his reads, gain him confidence in the. He has to get away from missing his first read, dropping his eyes. He has to be yep. confident, step back up in the pocket, let that thing fly downfield. Because there, if you're looking on tape, Blue, there have been opportunities where guys have mm-hmm. come open. It's just either he bails on the pocket too quickly, he made the wrong read, but he could get there. Just the confidence element. All right, we're taking advantage, I think, of FanDuel's interesting odds for this final one, Gino, or these these numbers here. Dallas Goddard, only the over-under for receptions is three and a half. I bet this last week, and I won. I'm going to do it again. Mm-hmm. I mean, to me, especially if Devontae Smith isn't playing, I feel like that's low. And you have the over on 12 and a half receiving yards for DeAndre Swift. Minus 172 odds for Goddard, minus 114 for Swift. If you had to make the big three and one of the big three was out, who would you bump in there? Who's your four, your fourth man, let's say, right, in the so passing game? It would be DeAndre Swift, it's definitely right? definitely not one of the other receivers. Or it's not Kenny Gainwell. He hasn't really done well. When they, do, when they do empty sets, right, and they like to put the running back out wide, Kenny Gainwell hasn't won any of those matchups and any of the opportunities that they have given him in the air. It's got to be DeAndre Swift. It has to be in short, quick areas. Get the ball in the flat like A.J. Brown. Just let, Dude, nobody is going to stop DeAndre Swift in the open field. That's a linebacker. Safeties are going to struggle. Cornerbacks are going to struggle. And if Devontae is out, it's gonna, it might have to come from that. Because if everybody's focused on A.J., your role player's got to step up. Is our Danny Green going to hit those threes this week? 
you better freaking hope so, man, or I'm not letting this team spoil my Christmas. The Giants are not stealing Christmas from the Eagles. I don't think it's going to happen. I think the Eagles will get a win Monday. Let's hope so. Everybody, happy holidays. Thanks so much for making Lockdown Eagles your first listen each and every day. We've got one more shorter episode for you early on Monday, then we'll have a postgame show for you as well, dropping after Eagles-Giants. Until then, though, for Gino Camilleri, I'm Lou DiBiase signing off. Thanks, as always, for downloading, watching, and listening, and let's go, Birds. Fly, Eagles, fly.